0: Hably doodly and welcome to null Pointers. We're your hosts Mark, Stephen and Gerald. And today we'll be talking about connecting devices wirelessly. But before we get to this week's topic, we want to touch up on a unicorn. It is sort of wireless, so it sort of fits the topic. And if you have been following Gerald along on Twitter, you might have already known this, but Gerald has received his own air tax. So, Gerald, how is it going? How is your losing stuff going about these days?
1: Very good. They're lost, and I don't know where they are. Um, so, I have a poop one, um, which was kind of funny because you so. If you ordered the Air Tags first, Mark, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Why are they kind of wireless? They're completely wireless. I, there's nowhere I can stick a wire in. Um, but anyway, I'm okay. I'm, yeah, fair, yeah, point. Yeah, fair yeah, point.
0: I can well, fix that should, for some, you. I mean, yeah, yeah
1: we could. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. Please, don't. we can make
0: a special edition for you. No guarantees that it will still work afterwards. Mm
2: -hmm,
1: mm So, but no, 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 I got them. And, um, you know, as kind of expected, it was, you know, pretty uneventful because it works. And yeah, now I try not to lose them. So that's it. (laughs) That's it. Uh, no but it's you know it's it's the the apple experience they're packaged nicely uh, oh and that was what I was gonna say so you could you know have a free engraving inscription whatever um, you can do that with almost all apple stuff I think um, and also with the air tags which is you know I thought it would be nice to maybe have some way to tell them apart um, and you can um, let them engrave with emojis but not all of them uh, it's a subset uh, but the poop one is one of them, and the unicorn. So you know, I was done. I didn't need to look any further. Uh, but you could also, you know, do letters, and I think it was three or yeah, probably four. Then four letters, and you could even make combinations, so a letter and an emoji and a letter or something. Um, but the word poop, p o o p, was not allowed. But the poop emoji was in there. So that's kind of you know, um, Apple didn't. Didn't finest. they do like? Didn't are there also like some censorships around
0: the? combinations of emojis that you can do, but you can, so like one combination of emojis, maybe with the poop yeah. is not allowed, but if you then turn it the
1: other way around, it's then totally fine. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, I didn't see that one actually, but it I did notice some tweet about, you know, the word poop was not allowed and the poop emoji was. So that was, uh, well, anyway, they're here and, you know, you just take it out of the, out of the packaging. Um, you take out the little, you know, the, the battery is, um, not connected through one of those little plastic strips. So you take mm. that, boop, you take that out, um, and then it connects, it 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 makes a little sound, and you keep it to your phone, probably NFC or something. Um, it sees it's there, and I think it's very similar to how the iPods work, AirPods, sorry. Um, and they just show up on your screen, and you can connect them to your account, and then you can, yeah, see where they are. So.
0: And lose them. and lose That them. sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still contemplating with getting some, but since I'm stuck at home still, it's like, who cares if I lose my keys? I mean,
1: they're at home, I'm at home. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's, but you know, Mark, one day there will be, and then you will be so, you know, you'll be so flabbergasted that you can leave the house again that you lose your stuff. So you better be prepared. Probably. I don't have any Apple stock, by the way, but.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah non-sponsored content yeah but <laughs> i mean you said it before these air tags they're wireless maybe some nfc maybe some apple magic going on in them i hear you have to have a iphone 11 or higher that you get yeah. like this where is it so yeah. you even get like uh, you have to turn to your left or to your right uh information on your phone so i need to
1: upgrade my phone next that's Obviously, but yeah, it, it, it has NFC in it, so because that's kind of cool. Like, you know, um, of course, th- this fits in the Apple ecosystem perfectly. Uh, but you, if you find it with an Android phone, you can still hold it up on, uh, onto your Android phone with NFC. And it will go, I think, to a web page or something uh, that will tell you like, hey, this is the message that's on it. and um, it's lost. And please send it here. I don't know. Hmm what Absolutely kind of information nice. is is there exactly. But, you know, it still works if you have other phones that can read the NFC tag to find out um, where you have to bring it. That's that's
0: actually quite thoughtful. And I really like the idea that it has got a replaceable battery in there uh, that you can get at any store near you. Talking about NFC, that's like one way how you can connect wirelessly to stuff. There are many other standards. Um, there is the Wi-Fi. I mean, we could also go to cellular there's cellular, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and NFC, and I know Stephen, you love all these different standards. So, what is what is the reason? What is like the big rundown between these uh, different standards that we have? I'm
2: not a, a great expert on any of them, but there is definitely, obviously, Wi-Fi. That's that's the obvious one, right? I mean, we all have it on our laptops, on our devices. Um, it's fast. It, lo- it can handle a lot of data. Um, we're doing this entire virtual studio thing with video, and that's tr- streaming in. Oh, oh, sorry, we're all in this. The is not f- real. What physical? <laughs> one point five meters separate uh, apart from each other studio. But all that video is streaming in, and we see each other picture perfect. Well, that that's Wi-Fi basically for you. The other one, Bluetooth. I have a Bluetooth headset, but as with all my headsets, the batteries are dead. But that is, that is like a, a great low energy connecting multiple devices type thing, right? So my keyboard, my mouse, my headset, my phone could even connect with Bluetooth if need be. Um, I'm actually, by the way, not quite sure. Something like AirDrop, does that use Bluetooth? I think AirDrop uses a combination of Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Apple Magic,
1: I don't know. I I I've, I've, I've talked about this before with someone. I don't know if it was you, but um yeah, I think it uses I think I googled it and then it it's also said something like along those lines. I think
2: it uses a combination of things. Okay. So Apple magic yeah. is everywhere in yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Cool. You can cool. just sprinkle it over. okay, <laughs> mm. Okay. Comes in cans nice expensive cans. yeah white <laughs> expensive cats but you can but with beautiful them. packaging
2: <laughs> sounds good yeah and then you have nfc like you said um that is basically it stands for near field communication so it's name says it it's kind of only for really close uh, close quarters type things close proximity um and that's also where the air tags come in i suppose so if you're a kilometer away from your air tags you're kind of screwed is that i don't even know then well goes... that's the other thing so it,
1: if we go back to the air tags and again a little bit of apple magic i don't know I, I don't think they they released all the details but so what happens i think is that you know you have the normal operation mode air quotes uh where it just lies around somewhere and like mark says you need to have the iphone 11 and up because that Um, iphone and maybe the ipad will get it too or already has it has the u1 chip i think Um, and the airtag has it too and that uses i don't know something one of the listed above mentioned techniques Um, and that makes it possible to you know really show that arrow and show if you're on top of it yes or no Um, but you could also put it into like Um, I lost mode again, air quotes, I don't know if that's the right name, but you can say, Hey, I actually lost this thing. So it's out somewhere. Um, and then I think it enables something different somehow. Uh, but again, to, in, in order to enable that, it needs to connect through something at some point. Um, so, and I think the whole find my network. So find my phone, uh, Macbook, iPad, AirPods, um. They all kind of you know send out a signal or something to the the close proximity kind of thing, where they pick up on the signals of these things. So in theory, your phone could find my our AirTag basically, and then whenever it picks up that signal, it will um, send that decoded probably to iCloud, and it will tell me that it's seen somewhere there. Um, that's my kind of understanding from how it works. So that's pretty cool because then you have. Like and that's why it's so powerful because you know a lot of people were saying like ooh, Tile did this before um, and that's true and I think they had a kind of impressive number I think they had 26 million devices or something but you know that's not nothing compared to Apple's one billion devices all over the world that are connected and now looking for your stuff so that is where the real power of the AirTags comes in but again this is not sponsored in any way
0: no unfortunately not unfortunately not though
1: <laughs> Apple if you listen to this. Give us money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we might find the price point above zero. That <laughs> So, yeah, I think the interesting thing with the AirTags um, is that they have this new chip in them, the U1, and the U stands for ultra... Ultra white band? Is it... Yeah, exactly. The U stands for ultra white band technology. And so with that comes some spatial awareness, but generally speaking if we think about phones i think it's what steven said before i mean we have the Bluetooths, which has got about a range up to 10 meters and um, so i could imagine that on the air there's some bluetooth low energy going on um, there is a functionality in bluetooth low energy that's called a beacon so you can uh, have something emitting uh, a pulse and i know that you can register apps on that so you get like a a GUID-like thing that you can say, hey, I'm interested in this beacon signal. And whenever that's being detected by your phone or operating system, your app will then actually be notified that something something is going on. I have used that in the past. The great thing is, for example, on iOS, you even get some background compute time if you find your beacon. So you can then show a push notification and stuff like that. And the original idea was if you are near a shop shop, Uh, The thing where you have to go outside of your home and not lose your keys, Uh, you could then, as soon as you get near to a shop, and you got like a special app installed, the app of the store and store, they could tell you, "Hey, today on sale, just for you, uh, we have got pineapples." I I don't know, I'm I'm not really good at sales, but yeah, you you get the gist. So I I could I could think that something like that is in those air tags, and so you get like the range, and NFC usually, I mean, you got it. In most headphones, it's like an enabler technology. Um, So you can pair something, as you just did, Gerald. And what you can also do with NFC is you can ensure that something has to be really close. So whenever you pay with your credit card, you usually have to hold it up quite close to the terminal, uh, which is also a bit of a security feature. So um, using NFC, you can ensure that during the pairing, these two devices have to Be brought together very, very closely. So it's an intentional act and it's not someone standing 10 meters away from you that can then process your credit card or start the pairing process. And I think that's like one great thing of NFC. The downside of NFC is it's very slow. I mean, the chip on your credit card does not really have a battery implanted. So it gets all its energy from the reading device. The chip that computes on there gets the energy while holding it to the reader, which is quite cool. But yeah, it's also quite slow in, in processing that d- data or the data. Speaking of which, you said Wi-Fi. Now, one thing that I've noticed when discussing this in apps is when you use Wi-Fi and you connect to a Wi-Fi that is just on a device, you lose the internet connection. And that can be quite bothersome because you can configure a device that whenever it's connected to a Wi-Fi, it will no longer use the SIM data card. So it will only use the Wi-Fi card. And that can be, yeah, quite an uncle experience for users that might not be as technology savvy as a developer is. And I've have seen that back that, that can be quite a, a nice. Have you ever done these, um, we need to connect to something via Wi-Fi scenarios?
2: I typically just throw an error message. You
0: don't have internet. I'm so <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> can't help you, man. That, that's
2: how I build apps.
0: No, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so. an extension the Xamarin Essentials library, right? You can just check yeah. for internet, and if
2: there's none, they just, just say oh, if sorry. nothing, give it up. I can't really say that I've I've personally dealt with a lot of spotty Wi-Fi, cellular, flip-flopping type things. But I I can imagine it being a problem in some areas, like in in for example a factory or somewhere in a, I don't know, some back office cooler cell or something, wherever you'd want to use your, your phone for something. But no, I I haven't personally dealt with that scenario yet.
1: No, me neither.
2: Uh, although, you know,
1: I did, uh, well, I did it a little bit. And I also did a session on it. I think we've mentioned that before, like on, you know, the more connected scenarios where you cache some data to at least, um Create some kind of illusion that you have data while you're actually loading things in the background, and also not load your data multiple times while it is still the same. But yeah, you know, it also kind of depends on what kind of app you're doing. Uh, if you, uh, you know, are relying on new data coming in, then it's it's a viable option to just pop a message and say, "Hey, um, I'm sorry, I'm not connected. I, I don't see an internet connection. So maybe you want to." Uh, do something different because you know else, especially if you look at kind of like the business line apps, then you're going to go into the world of syncing data. Um, so you will have like an app that um, needs to enter data probably, or you know uh, process some kind of inventory or do whatever. Uh, but if you're not connected, like like Stephen says, I think we've been presented with the scenario um, when we work together um, a couple of times. And you know, it happens in some kind of uh, area where the connection is not great, so you have to store things locally, and then whenever it gets a connection again, you want to synchronize all the things. But then, you know, things could have happened on the server side as well, And you get into this whole rabbit hole of things like which takes precedence over which and uh it's we could do an episode on that. But yeah, let's not. Please not. Caching is hard.
0: Caching is <laughs> doubly hard. Um, Yeah, I I get you uh, with those offline scenarios. Uh, One scenario that I've I've experienced quite a bit recently is when you want to connect a device, so maybe the IoT uh, thing, uh, the Internet of Things, where, as you said, uh, Stephen, if you're like in a super remote location or you're in a cellar or you're in a European building built with concrete and steel or in an elevator, you might not have any great reception to the Internet's And so you then have to decide, hey, how do I connect to this device? And whenever you think that, you might think, well, I could do Wi-Fi. There's also a thing called Wi-Fi direct. So that means you then connect one device to another device directly. But uh, yeah, you run into this issue that you are then connected to a a Wi-Fi that does not really present you with an internet. And that can be really confusing. And so one option that we... Uh, then sometimes Resorto is using Bluetooth. Now, Bluetooth has got many uh, what, things that you can do with it. Like you can listen to your music. Right now I've got some uh, Bluetooth headphones in, so I can listen to to you guys speaking in your booths because they're soundproof and we can't hear one each other through the booths. Uh, we You can connect to a device uh, while standing next to it. Um, you can connect to a Bluetooth device and still be connected to a Wi-Fi, or it doesn't really... Uh, take over your your internet connection and that can be something really cool. Now the one way how you usually would communicate over Bluetooth is using a serial uh, communication like RS-232 would be the protocol. The problem there is that iOS will not allow you to do that so what you usually use is Bluetooth Low Energy or BLE uh, which allows you to then connect directly to surrounding devices or to your iot devices and i don't i don't know did, did you guys ever have the joy uh i'm making air quotes here of, of connecting to BLE or bluetooth devices
1: nearby uh what's what's the story with bluetooth man i mean it's it's okay the theory is great and all but the theory is already a theory for what now 20 years uh, because it's just coming, Gerald. It's coming. Joel, it's I don't coming. Know, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what your experience is, but every single Bluetooth thing I had is, you know, not always that stable. Weird connection issues, pairing issues. You have to reconnect, pair whatever from time to time. Now with my MacBook, so you know maybe it's the MacBook. Uh, but I've had it with other things as well. Uh, from time to time, it just drops the whole Bluetooth connection. Sometimes it happens three times within the hour. Sometimes it doesn't happen for days. You tell me, what's the problem? Um, but anyway, and I think also, you know, maybe it has to do with, um, I, I remember really early on um, when there was Bluetooth, they they also had different kind of stacks. So, you know, they, they offered kind of services and then you would go implement something, but it would have the uh, the wrong stack installed, and you couldn't use it. So again, you know, it 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 sounds like it's standardized, but everyone has their own kind of Bluetooth, so it's it feels kind kind of messy or something. But anyway, back to your question. Not really, actually. I've tried doing the thing that you mentioned earlier, uh, just because it was fun. It was Fun Friday um, on 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 a company where I worked. Uh, I would mentioned which one so they don't know that I wasn't actually working but I was doing a fun project. (laughs) But I was I I thought like, you know, let's The inofficial Fun Friday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fun Friday, but my boss doesn't know about it. Yeah. (laughs) And so I thought like, you know, let's do the kind of Bluetooth beacon thing. I don't know, probably we had some kind of piece of hardware that supported something like that. And I started looking into it, but ugh it's it's hard to do the connection and the things and whatnot so i i think i never got it to work and just gave up so short answer no (laughs) (laughs)
2: that was a very short answer (laughs) i i faintly recall having to build an app where it was like a social network type deal and people near one another using bluetooth would Mm -hmm. need to be able to connect with one another in a linkedin type fashion but yeah that required a lot of Hoops to jump through, and both people would need to actually have the app open and be searching for things and actually be near to one another. So, yeah, there was a lot of that never took off, as far as I know.
0: There are lots of um, ideas spinning around, like cool ideas that you could do with Bluetooth. And I, I agree, Cheryl. I don't know what it is. It might be that Bluetooth is a rune symbol, and we should.
2: Uh, sacrifices for the gods is that yeah sure? exactly
0: so, something like that maybe we're just not doing that enough um but yeah. yeah it's it is sometimes a bit wonky and it will not always work as as expected but um there are some some really cool things that you can do with bluetooth that uh if you are if you want to connect directly to a device uh, or you need some kind of heart rate monitor that you want to connect to some standard device i mean the bluetooth has got quite a few standards out there Uh, it's also evolved quite a lot um, since it originally came out so i believe that they have improved a bit on the stability there but generally speaking i mean the if you look at the pairing thing um, there are many different ways how you can pair a device but it's standardized so you could you can just start the pairing and then you're connected and you might lose the connection so you then have to reconnect and when you develop a, a bluetooth piece of code you always have to expect that it will just drop connection In the middle of something and that if you want to present a a good user experience to a user you will have then just have to handle that just like yeah have fall back or have a uh, transaction going on so you know hey i have to now replay these few steps and stuff like that so yeah it is it is not the most stable connection that you can find but there are also some really cool things that you can actually build up on Uh, Bluetooth low energy. So one thing that comes to mind is a lot of fitness gear has got some standard ports that you can use or some standard configurations. Uh, The GATT specification of BLE devices is usually, uh, or not usually, you can find it for some devices on the internet. So you can find like, hey, if you connect to this device, these are the properties that it has that you can, can register yourself to. You can get notified by them. So you can just Think of it as a plain old C sharp object. So you've got getters and setters. So you've got like these different properties where you can say, hey, I want to read that. I want to write something there. And you can also say, I'm interested when this property changes. So whenever a new value is being set, it's like on, in a, on a view model, maybe if, if you know that pattern, you will get notified whenever something gets set, it will get you'll get an event saying, hey, this is the new value that uh, is now set on this property. And you can register on that. And that is specified in a gat specification so it can be quite nice in theory to work with these things if there wasn't the reality sometimes these specifications they don't exist at all sometimes they're just wrong that's just mean i mean so you follow along the specification just to find out that it's not really there and so you can hack your way into devices you can once you're paired uh, the the device will tell you what properties it has and those properties will just be guids and then you can like willow your way through them. What is what is the value of that good? How, how could I interpret that and then go down that lane? But you can, I, I've been in projects where we have developed an uh, entire communication stacks on top of it so that you could send over one property. You could use it like as a serial port. So you could like send a message and then have a response and stuff like that. So you can, you can do quite sophisticated stuff with it. And the beauty is also you can connect to multiple devices. So in some scenarios where we had like a, a monitor system that was connected to multiple uh, devices on site you could then have like a a nice display of the different values that were going on on those devices or the things that they were controlling so i kind of like BLE but it's also like whenever you do a BLE project it's also The risky parts like does it really work uh on android you got not just the stacks that differ but also the chips that differ so sometimes you have many different uh devices that are working and whenever steven grins like that i always think he's doing
2: something else no no he's not actually he's he's i'm fully focused on your story but i'm i'm just i'm enjoying your your joy for bluetooth because i just i never experienced it it's (laughs) <laughs> you seem so happy with Bluetooth, but all Bluetooth experiences I have are complete misery. So
0: is that, is that why you got wine headphones?
1: Well while Mark was talking, I you know, I had the Epiphany and uh, again I, I bought some Apple stock while we were talking to you because you know the, the Bluetooth interaction <laughs> they can between, only go up. They can only go up <laughs> exactly. between my iPhone and my Apple Watch, for instance, and my MacBook Two. That one is pretty solid. So, you know,
2: as long as they fit again into this ecosystem that just works, it just works. Yeah. Unless your copy paste from phone to MacBook and back and forth doesn't work, which is my case right now. That <laughs> always works for me. So that's mm-hmm. all it, up to you. It's gone for me.
0: Hmm. Though we, I think uh, whenever you say some trading advice on a podcast, you have to say we do not give any advice on
2: investment. This oh, yes. Just- not financial advice. No. Educational purposes. Yes. Do yeah. your own research. Maybe even like cavalry purposes, entertainment. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that there is some learning curve to do Bluetooth Low Energy, but there are so many possibilities that you could do. Like uh, another uh, scenario that I've never really done it, but in theory, because if you got beacons, um, so this, this, is, this was like one idea that you could do with Bluetooth Low Energy, and I think it's never really taken off. I've seen some pilot projects where they have done this like in in the US in big stadiums, but it's like indoor navigation because these beacons, they all got a range of about 10 meters. And whenever you connect to a Bluetooth device, you will get um, how strong the signal is. So you you actually know if you're like really close to it or you're really far away. So you can do like a bit of a NFC check, like I'm close enough to the device that I want to uh, submit some sensitive data to it, uh, stuff like that. What you can also do is you can do this indoor navigation style thing where you then have got multiple beacons. You could then make your triangulation and stuff like that, and then wander inside. Because whenever you're in a building, usually GPS stops working for you. And that is quite a cool scenario, like for big public buildings, airports, uh, railway stations. Those were always a bit themes in projects that I've been in there before. And then you saw the infrastructure bill to enable something like this. And I think most of the times you then just resorted back to signals, like you probably want to go there. And just point it to the direction.
2: Yeah, I think the, the social media type app that I mentioned before also had like at some point the idea to just hang beacons in certain rooms or public workspaces or something like that. And if people were on the same beacon, that would allow them to connect or that kind of functional scenario. But yeah, it, uh no. Yeah, it, um, no. It's a nice idea. It's
0: always like when whenever there's a new technology around and there's like possibilities, ideas go wild. I mean, I think it's the same with augmented reality. Like you got so many ideas, you know, like we could all stand around a motorbike and have a look at it and then have a look at the pistons. And you could be like in in tokyo and i can be in paris and then we can look at these things and then you go like yeah but this costs like i don't know so much that like you can look at this and then you can just go like okay well we'll just go back to our normal computer and i could ship you we-
2: five bikes of these around the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i mean but i mean that's sometimes what it boils down to so i think it's you always have got these like super cool cases where you think yeah this will be so great and then the bottom line is just like nope not, not going to do that today but maybe maybe some other time who knows another course cool thing that I know which we have done or which we have also spoken about is like these beacons because you can get activated in the background I, I once worked on a prototype where we had a beacon that alternated so you can register your app for multiple beacons and you will always get like a bit of runtime in the background if if something happens. So if you had a beacon that was alternating, you could keep your app alive back in the days, at least. See, that's why that's why Bluetooth low energy is cool. You know, you can, you can hack the device, hack the planet. <laughs>
1: well, then your Bluetooth low energy can be low energy, but the phone's energy is not going to be low energy, I guess.
0: Sure. There is, there is a reason why these operating systems probably won't let you do that. And I could imagine that someday that will be closed if you're overdoing it. That's basically my take on it. So we we started off at the beginning. Uh, I've now talked a lot about Bluetooth, but I think it's like the one technology where you can do a lot of different scenarios with it. So you got like the Bluetooth stack, the traditional one where you could listen to music and that used too much power. And so now you get got the Bluetooth for Energy stack, which you, you can send small amounts of data around and also you got a, a bunch of other scenarios that you can do with this bluetooth and the great thing is the computer in your pocket will probably support most of these scenarios so that's why i'm maybe a bit of a bluetooth fanboy hmm. yeah it will come and to you that bluetooth thing
1: when the function when the connection goes a bit wonky but but, but okay so the bluetooth and we talked about some other stuff but let's stick with the bluetooth why if it is so wonky and whatnot, why is Bluetooth still the standard? Is there is there a, a, some other thing that's incoming that will be the hot new thing in a year or five years or whatever?
0: Well, looking into the crystal ball, I don't have one, so I can't tell you. But I think Bluetooth is still around for a while. Uh, If you look at all the new devices that are coming out, most of them are Bluetooth powered. I don't know, maybe Apple will come along with a new super cool standard and keep you to themselves. And then us Apple lovers will have a much better experience. But mainly speaking, I think the troubles that I have with Bluetooth are like fairly small. Uh, compared to to other wireless connections that I had in the past, there are other standards. If you got some home automation stuff, you usually always have got this Wi-Fi bridge, so this Wi-Fi dongle thing going on. Uh, if you have got like Hue lights, or if you, I think there's like even some lawnmowers, some robotic lawnmowers. They they all use uh, some different standard. I mean the uh, Philips Hue they use the Zigbee. That's a Bluetooth standard also, but it's a special protocol that your phone Unfortunately, it does not speak, so it needs some translator in the form of a little hardware box, which will do the translation for you, and that then also connects into your Ethernet, so you got it on your Wi-Fi and connected to multiple devices, which has got the benefit that even if you are more than 10 meters away from your Hue bridge, uh, you can still control your lights on your phone. The same thing is uh, with some like garage remotes or stuff like that. They usually got a much, much lower frequency when they transmit a carrier wave. And what that allows you is the lower the frequency, the easier you can pass through walls and stuff like that. So they've got a longer range, but they can submit less uh, information. But if you only have to tell a garage door, hey, please open, please stop, please go down, stuff like that, or close yourself, um, the information is quite limited. And usually what you can uh, buy then is, again, an adapter, which will allow you to usually hook into your Wi-Fi, because once you're in the Wi-Fi of a house, uh, multiple devices can connect to it. If you've got Bluetooth, um, some devices are limited to only one connection that can uh, build up to them, and usually you always have to be in quite close proximity, like uh, 10 meters close, and if you're in a closed building, you might even have to stand even closer to that. So those are like the, I think, major differences that you have. And I think that wraps up our show. If you're interested in developing any Bluetooth low-energy stuff, I would recommend you check out the Microsoft Docs on Xamarin if you're a C-Sharp developer. Otherwise, you'll find still another tonne of uh, documentation on Android and Apple's development websites. We have been your hosts, Mark Alibone, Stephen Davis, and Jalyn Flash. Have you connected to devices in the IoT space or something else that we miss out on Some communication protocol that is coming in the next few years that will totally replace our Bluetooth experience. Let us know on Twitter at nullpoints.io. DMs are open. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Stay safe and until next week on Null Pointers.